This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hello listeners, this is Chris, Josh and Michael. In these testing and troubled times, we talked about it and thought what would be the most appropriate and inspiring way to begin this new series of Quickly Kevin. And ultimately, that task could only be performed by one man. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thought your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on.
if you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Do you know that moment in a cult classic 90s film, Forrest Gump, where uh, Forrest goes out on his shrimp boat and there's a big hurricane and all the other shrimping boats get destroyed? Yeah. But yet, Forrest Gump and Jenny, they kind of persevere beyond the storm and actually they end up scooping up all the shrimp. That That's kind of like what it's like for us at the moment with football podcasting because actually our specialism, our shrimp, is nostalgic football. <laughs> and essentially, at this point, we only have the past. Yeah. And that's our specialism. So, hello, listener. Yeah. Welcome. We are Forrest Gump after the storm. <laughs> well, this is the new series of Quickly Kevin, which um, all the interviews and stuff were recorded prior to the kind of lockdown situation that we find ourselves in as we record this on the Thursday night before you hear it on the Monday. Um, this might be the last time we see each other. <laughs> <laughs> And we are, just to be clear, two metres away from each other. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. So, um, we're recording this. We're going to put out the new series. There will be no references to it in any of the interviews or any of the chat, apart from the one with Mystic Mag. (laughs) (laughs) Which was recorded last June. (laughs) Really should have taken that. All those bats I've been eating, I should have heeded her warning. Yeah, in good news though, I did win the Euro Millions last week. (laughs) Mystic Meg's a great 90s reference. Do you What's know it was, someone that, it was actually someone that ate David Batty? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, these are the episodes. Well, every Monday we'll be putting out our normal series. I don't know if we've got a series worth, but we'll. But if not, we're going to try and record a couple more, hopefully within the 12 weeks that we can. But also, on uh, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're going to put out, what are we calling them, Michael? We're going to call them, uh, now that's what you call Quickly Kevin. Yeah. Uh, based on the classic compilation albums, we are going to record. It's a good reason for us to get through uh, the abundance of correspondence that we get. So we'll be going through all your letters and emails and tweets. And we'll also be clipping up some of our favourite bits from the last five series. So if you are lacking in current football content, then hopefully we will fill the gap. It is said that most people listen to podcasts on their commutes, so I think we've made a huge error. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on with the series. Shouldn't you be at work? When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. I'll have a low-fat pizza or something like that, or a few biscuits and some milk on a Sunday. And you can pair up if you like. And you can fucking pick someone else to help you and you can bring your fucking dinner. Panister and Bruce in the queue again. Bruce scores! Now, you know him better than anybody probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh and he has it! No! Oh. 
Hello and welcome back to Quickly Kevin Will He Score. I'm Chris Skoll. Joining me, Josh Widdicombe. Hello. And if Ollie's at the wheel, Michael is in the passenger seat holding the map, getting them lost. It's Mr. Michael Marden. Hello. How are you? Good. It's good to be back. Big year. This is our first, it's a series of 12. We're back doing proper length series. This will be the first of two series this year. Plus summer specials. I'm not going to lie, we've already recorded some of these and there's some absolute doozies <laughs> coming your way. Doozies is a good thing, right? <laughs> I think so. Good, good. How was your break, Michael? Yeah, very nice. Spent most of my time just uh, going around charity shops trying to find 90s memorabilia. Why not? Um, speaking of doozies, that's, that word is used quite heavily in Groundhog Day, big 90s film. And I see uh, Sky Movies on actual Groundhog Day repeated the film Groundhog Day all day on Sky uh, Comedy. Oh, oh, that's nice. Lovely, lovely. It's quite lazy. <laughs> <laughs> quite a cheap way to uh, pretend that you're doing some good content. <laughs> Talking of that, correspondence? Yes. You've got mail. Now, we start with um, Steve Bruce. We've received an email, and this email I, I think I've deleted by mistake, so if you sent it, or I can't find it in the inbox, which is obviously adds to the mystery. So, last series we left it at whether Steve Bruce had written his own novels. What is your feelings at this moment as to whether Steve Bruce wrote those three novels? I remain convinced because he's confessed that he wrote them, and I just don't believe that he would want to claim credit for something that is clearly not brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I want to believe it, and I, and I also do believe it. OK. Alex Bruce, this was in October 2016. This email's is from Alex Bruce. No, this is an email about... Alex Bruce went on to Five Live in October 2016, and uh, the clip is no longer currently available on the BBC website. However, I'll read what the BBC's website has written about it. Bruce on Bruce. My dad did not write those books. What? Alex Bruce dispels rumours that his father, Steve, wrote some children's books. They haven't done their full investigation, <laughs> though. That is not... They're not children's books. It's not Royal Dahl. In his fledgling managerial career, Arsene's father read the novels at bedtime. Bruce Jr. was quick to put the rumour to bed. He said, that definitely did not happen. According to his son, Steve cannot take any credit for the work. Alex added, he was manager of Huddersfield at the time and someone approached him and said, I've written these books, can we put your name to it? So he can't take any credit for writing anything. My problem with that is they're so badly written that I can't believe... Like, that does fit in with the email we were sent last series, right? And then 12 hours after Alex Bruce did that interview, right. he then tweeted 12 hours later... By the way, at D. Fletcher, who had interviewed him, can't keep it going any longer. The old man did write the books. Great sleeping tablet, four exclamation marks. What? Wow. So has Steve Bruce had to go to Alex, mate, you've absolutely got to just change your story here within 12 hours. <laughs> it's funny, the mystery of whether Steve Bruce wrote... <laughs> what is going on there? The mystery of whether Steve Bruce wrote those books is better than any of the mysteries he wrote about <laughs> in the books. But why has he retracted his... Do you think... There's one or two things, He's it? under pressure. One, he's, he's definitely been put under pressure to retract that the but, next morning. But definitely. But by who? Has his dad gone, come on, son, like, I'm really proud of those, and he's had to backtrack? Or was Steve Bruce's contract with the publisher so watertight, they've scared him with some lawyers <laughs> or some, like, PR guys and gone... <laughs> what are you thinking, Skull? It's such a good mystery. I absolutely love it. 
just what is Alex Bruce doing? He's really like fanning the flames of this mystery. I don't. I, I wonder whether Bruce, Alex Bruce, is just a bit embarrassed by it all, so has kind of tried to deny it. So then I, I that it, week, yeah. right? It goes on. That week was the week when Steve Bruce was asked in the press conference when he was Aston Villa manager ahead of Sunday's game against Birmingham City, the Midlands derby. <laughs> Steve Bruce said they were 10 or 15 years ago. They're genuine. Asked if fans should expect another instalment. He said, no, have you read them? Go and read them and you'll understand why. He also seemed surprised that they were so expensive and that is it. Well, that's case closed then. No, it's surely. not a case closed because I think, I think Steve Bruce sticking to his story is the least kind of... Evidence that surely you should look for the thing that is the weird. A man denying doing something is not as clear cut as someone saying, but, I was there look. and someone else wrote them for him and he then put his name to them. But, and then 12 hours later, under no pressure, we're not talking about like JK Rowling going, I didn't actually write the Harry Potters and the level of scandal involved. We're talking about Steve Bruce. These books are no one's read. Why surely he would so go, what's that like? I the, didn't write Let me them. explain to you how this mystery has worked. We have we have questioned whether Steve Bruce has said he wrote the books, put his name in the books. Yeah. We have then questioned whether or not and we've arrived at the conclusion that he probably did write the books. And that narrative of a mystery where he kind of goes around the houses and arrives back at the conclusion you thought immediately was the answer <laughs> is very Brucean in the first year. <laughs> this mystery is the perfect Steve Bruce it's mystery. It's the perfect Steve Bruce mystery. I, I don't <laughs> think he wrote it. I don't think. Do you not? I don't think he wrote them. I think he did. I think. Yeah, I think Skulls just nailed why? it. Why? Why don't you think he wrote them? Because I think Alex Bruce saying that—that's so close to some correspondence we've had. I think. I well. I think you've fallen. You I think. I think you have gone down your YouTube like conspiracy theory comments on a YouTube yeah. like this. Jet is- fuel doesn't melt, <laughs> Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost your mind on this. What about the, you're, you're uh, what about the Tower 7 at the Alfred McAlpine <laughs> Stadium? If you have any more on this, the case isn't closed either way. I think yeah. it's closed. So what, what do you think Alex Bruce was doing? I think Alex Bruce was embarrassed because people keep bringing it up and he's tried to go, look, my dad didn't write them. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's the end of it. Why has Alex Bruce changed his story then? Because his dad did write them. Or... What, but what, what, sorry, if his dad did write them, why has Alex Bruce 12 hours later needed to say that via Twitter? Because he's just gone on the BBC and said he didn't write them, and his dad's gone, I did, Alex. Why did you say that? Retract your statement. End of story. No. I can't believe Retract that. Retract the statement. <laughs> How has he got so high up as to whether Steve Bruce wrote them? <laughs> I can't believe we're having a conversation like this, sober, at like 10 to 3 on a Wednesday. <laughs> this is 4am party chat. You're so in the weeds. If you know any more about this this mystery, hello at quicklykevin.com. If you were driving a white Fiat in Paris, and I said, hello at quicklykevin.com. Hello all. I too had a gladiator come to my primary school. Finally. Finally. Yeah. We're back in the room. <laughs> Hunter from the show turned up one morning and got us doing circuits in the gym hall. This includes lots of beanbag work, benches and crash mats. He also insisted on picking up our teacher, Miss Colville, who must have been in her early 20s in a fireman's lift and doing push-ups with her on his back. But the weirdest bit, we all got given little direct line red telephone toys and pamphlets to take home. Were the gladiators all being used to push various financial services to kids in the 90s? Hopefully you can blow the lid off this cover-up. Keep up the good work, Matt. I, I stand by what I said before. This is definitely a PPI scheme, like, waiting to be blown open. Imagine them all falling one by one in, like, a national scandal. <laughs> cook, cook report turning up doorstepping them all. Hey, guys, some connections found after casual snooping regarding gladiator stars tricking kids into opening bank accounts. 
Cobra's Wikipedia page states that he embarked upon a promotional tour of schools in the late 90s in partnership with NatWest. On his Wikipedia Encouraging page. school children to sign up for a bank account. It also states that he often appeared on Gladiators Drunk. <laughs> Warrior, before coming a gladiator, won the National Bodybuilding Competition, sponsored by NatWest. Unrelated yet intriguing connection. Mm. The hold music when you call NatWest is taken from the soundtrack to the film Gladiator. Love the pod, all the best, Daniel. I mean, that's a nice little... Tenuous, but nice little connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hans Zimmer involved in So what scam. do you think? Do you buy this? That Well, we know Ben Partridge is telling the truth. Yeah. Well, yeah. same here. Jet came to my school. I have a NetWest account from that time. There right? we go. Mad. You know how they're like popular with our age group now? You know, like in trendy offices, they'll have like an entertainment thing at like 4pm, a beer o'clock or whatever. You could probably do quite well with a, a gladiator coming into a media <laughs> office now. <laughs> And then signing everyone up to, like... <laughs> Nicer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is a Do I Remember This Right? 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 Right. Hello, absolutely brilliant show. As a young mid-30s male who sometimes struggles with the trials and tribulations of everyday life, I find the podcast a great escape. Thinking back to my time and literally how much I can relate to. Sometimes the things you comment on, it's like you've been reading my mind. The main thing, however, I wanted to say is I'm sure Stefan Schwartz of Arsenal and Sunderland fame had a clause in his contract that he could not go to the moon. Can this be looked into? He could not go to the moon. Like, so if, Arsenal, if Arsenal Sunderland made him have, go... No, 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 I don't think it's the Arsenal. <laughs> it tricky away day. Like Dennis Bergkamp would fly it. I think Stefan Schwartz had expressed an interest in going to the moon. And Arsenal and Sunderland had put it in the contract that he couldn't do it. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, so the club I don't just... know. <laughs> but it's absolutely that? up our street that this happened or didn't happen. <laughs> when you Google Stefan Schwartz, the first suggested thing is space. Really? Shut up. Yeah. The craziest contract in sporting history. When joining English side Sunderland for a record four million soon after leaving Valencia, the club inserted a space clause in his contract. <laughs> that stated if he were to travel into space, his contract would become wholly invalid. <laughs> he stayed at the Stadium of Light until his playing career ended at the close of the 2002-03 season. So has Stefan Schwartz got such an interest? In space, they, they were club worried about it and limited it. That's insane! If anyone's got any more info on Stefan Schwartz travelling into space... And when you said when you Googled it, it the top auto-suggestion was Stefan Schwartz space. Yeah, yeah, but that's just because he was excellent at finding space. <laughs> Mesut Ozil's got the same space clause. <laughs> they, they signed him off the back of that scout had heard he's excellent at finding space. <laughs> <laughs> what, what level of interest do you have to show, do you think? For that clause to then become like, does he go? I just, I'd love to go to the moon. Are they going? Well, we're putting that in the contract. Or, or have they caught him like building his own rocket? In his I, think, I think in the contract negotiations, his agents said, "Don't, don't bring us space." <laughs> just don't. And he's got. And 
just this is a four-year contract, just so you know. <laughs> if space commercial travel becomes available, I am going to need to do that. So I just want to let you know now, Arson. And I love, like, Steph- Arsenal's Holland thought Stefan Swartz had such a powerful, like, strength of will that he could have overcome the technological limitations <laughs> that would have prevented him from going to the moon. Like, he just wants it so bad that he, could, he would find a way. such a proper job. He's not just, like... It's so hard to get... Have you tried yeah. to get to the moon recently? <laughs> it's not even possible. Oh, here's the article from the BBC. Speaking on Five Live, Sunderland's chief executive John Fickling said, one of Schwartz's advisers has indeed got one of the places on commercial flights. We're worried that he may wish to take Stefan along with him. So he didn't even have his own ticket. So we thought we'd better get things tied up now rather than at the time of the flight. It was a reasonable request. We would normally get insurance cover of player throughout the length of his contract. Like a lot of insurance policies, there are certain exclusions, such as dangerous activities. At the end of the day, we're protecting the club, really. It's a little bit of a light-hearted moment during protracted negotiations. <laughs> One day, it could become a quite acceptable to put such clauses in various contracts. Wow. There we go. Seven We've sports. settled that. We haven't settled Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> if you have anything you want to get in touch with, this is how. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at QuicklyKevin and sign up to the mailing list at QuicklyKevin.com. Right, exciting times uh, for the first episode of this series. Uh, it was just going to be Steve Bull. We booked Steve Bull. We were very excited about this. And then Chris had an idea. Well, my idea was obviously Tom Parry has been a guest in a previous episode and talked about his love for the great Steve Bull, his idol. partly why we were so excited about booking Steve Bull. Yeah, Tom had a scrapbook that followed him along at the Italian 90 World Cup. So we were like, well, what if we constructed uh, a lie, essentially, to get Tom Parry into the studio? And while Tom Parry was there, surprise him with Steve Bull. That was our hope, wasn't it? So the lie we constructed uh, was that we were going to do a quiz. He was being brought back for another quiz episode. And uh, then we... Well, basically... We thought we will record this. We'll record Steve Ball surprising Tom Parry. And then Steve Ball was like half an hour late. Yeah. But we so- actually, we had planned for him to be 30 minutes later than Tom Parry anyway. And then on top of that, Steve Ball added another 30 minutes of lateness. <laughs> and then I think he was a bit later than that. So it was well over an hour of and inconsequential looked, so small he, talk. We, it looked like we were waiting for Tom Crane, who'd been really like... Mike would be like, he's in a car on his way, he's in traffic and... You could see Parry thinking, why doesn't Crane just get the tube? <laughs> why does he just get the tube? Basically, it was our version of surprise, surprise, wasn't it? Well, like, probably a bit more like Beatles About, as it was a bit of a prank. Yeah, Beatles About. <laughs> it wasn't as good as when Beatles About made that woman think the alien had landed. <laughs> uh, which, for me, is the greatest yeah. ever thing that's been televised. Yeah, um, Ma- Michael was dressed up like the council inspector, telling him he needs to take the tiles off his roof. <laughs> yeah, we smashed up his Ford Cortina. <laughs> Steve Wolf was wearing a beer, fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's really is the context. Uh, let's start by just um, showing you, or, well, not showing... Do you show people? Yeah, showing you. Yeah, I With guess your so. ears. Yeah. Show you with your ears <laughs> how it played out. Bullies. 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 that feels so important. Like, I know obviously this would never happen now, but a few years ago when they were talking about a Smiths reunion, and I was thinking, 
I know the bassist and drummer didn't matter. Okay, parry. <laughs> yeah. Phone away. So we've got a surprise episode for you. Don't don't turn around yet. It's not Crane. It's not Crane. No, it's an interview. Uh, if you just turn around now. Are <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, right. Are you okay? It's a real surprise. Yeah, you okay? Hello, mate. How are you doing, mate? You don't mind me coming in, do you? Yeah. Are you Are we alright? Yeah, have a seat. How are you feeling, Parry? I'm always a bloody hell. I'm bully. How are you doing, mate? Oh, class, mate. Oh, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. So that was the prank. It was genuinely so... Because obviously Jeremy Beadle, the main way his pranks worked were they would take whatever's dearest to you and destroy it. <laughs> watch. Did you ever see the Jabinu? If Beadle had done that, we'd have murdered Steve Bull in front of Tom Parry. <laughs> the, the best Beadle's about that doesn't get talked about is the one where the guy had his first day in the ice cream factory. Well, it was like, they were like, right, all you do is oh, you come yeah. in here, you fill oh, yeah. the cups of ice cream, <laughs> yeah. and then the ice cream factory like explodes, and the inspector keeps coming in going, what are you doing? I've got, I know quite a lot about Jeremy Beadle, bizarrely, because um, for a different project, I was reading up on Jeremy Beadle last week. Do you want some facts? Oh, yes. At the height of Beadle's About, which was getting 16 million viewers, a guy got arrested and he tried to pull the beard off the policeman thinking it was Jeremy Beadle. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> Where did you hear that? What, that's what he's with I read that. Day. I was reading up on Beadle. It was in, his, it was in an obituary. <laughs> and in the early 90s, uh, Beadle was voted the second most hated man in Britain after Saddam Hussein. Hated? <laughs> hated. But you've got to remember how kind of... Like, that was the cruelest television there was. You weren't dealing with these TV shows where, you know... There's aftercare because people psychologically have their dreams ripped from their hands in front of the nation. But I was always amazed that they got the release forms for those people. I, don't think that, I bet that never happened then. Just be clear to the audience what a release form is? Well, in order to be on TV, you need signed permission to show that person. Otherwise, you have to blur or pixelate their face. So if, if I had been made a fool out of, I would say there's but, absolutely but, no uh, way yeah, you're I showing know, that. Do you know what? If Beatles about to come to me and said, we're thinking of pranking Michael, I'd go... He's not going to sign the release. Like, <laughs> he knows, like the, he knows they, too they, much. They, they weren't targeting random people. The family had kind of yeah, said but, this but is But even a- then, some of those dads, those sort of angry dad types that they would target... <laughs> I, I always wondered if they had a sort of a cash kitty where afterwards they're like, okay, we're going to have to find 10 grand because this guy's not signing but it. But you know what I always thought? You know, like, so in the prank, the guy's having a complete meltdown about what's happening, but they'd always put up the little picture in picture showing that the guy actually finds yeah. it quite funny yeah. now and it's okay to laugh about, even though he's clearly on the verge of a heart attack. Yeah, I think that bit in the studio buys you, like, and they'd probably say, why don't you just come into the studio, record it if you're not comfortable? Yeah. After that, you can say no. Yeah. And after the studio, and after Peter a few goes, drinks in the green room. Yeah. Oh, you came across brilliantly. Yeah. Laughing Thanks for being yourself. such a great yeah. sport. Yeah. Would you mind signing this quickly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to know if any of our listeners were ever genuinely pranked on Beatles about. Yeah. Like, how did it work? Get in touch. Yeah, I'd love to know someone who was beetled. Um, okay. Sorry, that is probably <laughs> the biggest digression we've ever made on the show. Don't <laughs> go that far. It's mid-interview. <laughs> anyway, it's Steve Ball. It's Steve Ball. 
Our guest this week is one of the most iconic strikers of the 80s and 90s, the record goalscorer for Wolverhampton Wanderers with over 500 career goals for the club and the only guest we've ever interviewed with a stand named after them. It's our absolute pleasure to welcome to Quickly Kevin, a legend in black and gold, the Tipton Terrier, Mr Steve Bull. Hello. How are you doing, everybody? You OK? Yeah, good. How are you, Tom? <laughs> I'm in shock. Can you, can you just stop staring at me, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You look genuinely concerned. <laughs> so this isn't the first time you've met Tom. When was the first time you met? I I met uh, St- I, I'm bully. Can I call you? You can call me whatever you want, mate. It's your show. You can do whatever you want, mate. Your day to day. When you came back from Italia '90, you yeah. did a signing in Beatty's department store, yeah. signing posters, and they sat you in the China department. Yeah. So they could, the Express and Star could have the headline "Bull in a China <laughs> Shop." <laughs> yeah. The ones are the best. That's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> and I've still got my scarf that you signed, but you yeah. couldn't really sign it. And I remember you going, bloody hell, I can't really sign this. It's a scarf. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a little squiggle. I'm trying to get a little thin pen with a knitted scarf. <laughs> yeah. okay? It's just impossible. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Come on, let's go and do it. You know? That's it. So like for the last 15 years, I've been showing people that scarf going, see that? That's Steve Ball's autograph, that is. <laughs> people are going, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's like a squiggle. <laughs> What's oh, the strangest man. thing you've had to sign that fact? Oh, my word. Uh, is the wife going to listen? Um, <laughs> no, there's not very many strange things. You know, I mean, I've had like, uh, on the other week, uh, somebody had a tattoo of my face on the calf. I had to sign underneath that, so I got the signature underneath my face on oh, the calf wow. as well. You meet some silly things. What do you things, think you when know? someone's got a tattoo of you? I just think it's weird. You know I, mean? I, I, don't, I don't. I was about to show you. you. Know, yeah. No, you haven't got one. I'll keep my T-shirt down. <laughs> I, I just don't get it because, you know, I mean, I did my job. You know, I mean, I love doing my job and uh, I'm just like you, normal normal bloke. I got on, got on with it, you know what I mean? But uh, it is surreal. It is surreal. I still get embarrassed, you know, I mean, when that's... Sing your name still in the stand. You think I've been retired 20 years, you know what I mean? So leave it it's out, right. you know what I mean? Do you sit in the Steve Ball stand? I don't, to be fair, I don't. Um, I'm supposed to go in the director's box because uh, I'm like a vice president at the club yeah. at the moment and uh, I'm supposed to go up there, but uh, I like to float about the uh, all the corporate areas and talk yeah. to people and whatever, but uh, I do go up there now and again, but yeah. uh, it's not my... It's not my, not, yeah, not, not your not bag. My, no, yeah. it's not my bag. Do you, you know when you're walking around Wolverhampton, you must get recognised most days? Yeah, I, th- I think it's recognised. You get a double take because you can catch the eyes in the back of your head when yeah. they've gone past. Yeah. Hence the voice. It's a distinct black country voice. Yeah. You listen to his voice, you go, that's Bully. Just <laughs> <laughs> look at the face and it is him. Look, it is. A bit older, but it is Bully. <laughs> it is weird. It's just, it's just yeah. weird, but uh, I, I love it in a way. I like it. Like, like a nice way, if you know what I mean. Not a big-headed way, a nice yeah, way yeah. to say that still respect me for what I've done for the club, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. And when you go to the pubs, I bet you never have to buy a drink now. It's, it's very rare. I, had to get, I, I, I do go to the, the bar first and get the first one in. I do, because everybody else then comes up and says, do you want a beer? Do you want a pint? Do you want some wine? Do you want a... No, nah, go on then. Go on then. Go on then. And once you get, once you get one, that's it. It's like, yeah. rack them up, you know what I mean? Bring the missus. I'm not coming back till later. <laughs> so, let's go through from the start. Let's rewind back. It's the mid-80s. Between 1983 and 86, Wolves have suffered three back-to-back relegations. Yeah. In a pretty dire position. And then um, in 1986, they signed Steve Bull from West Brom for £65,000. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, West Brom fans. <laughs> <laughs> Were you... Go on, you did as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Were you original? Who did you, did you support Wolves or did you? Who did no, you, you know, I mean, I was like you say, I was. Uh, um, I'll get into the story how I actually got into football because I had three jobs before I played football. Mm. Uh, I used to work in a bed factory, screwing screws at the ends of the bed and gluing them and knocking them together like that. Then I went on to a, a builder's yard, uh, Wilner Building Supplies, and uh, I mutually left there. <laughs> no, I had the sack. <laughs> <laughs> and the third job after that, I went to do a warehouse working uh, 13 hours a day. Wow. And uh, I was playing for Tipton Town at the time, and uh, a scout called Sid Day uh, knew uh, Nobby Styles and Johnny Jaws. Mm. They was at the they was at the Albion at the time, and uh, they said, um, "I've got this young lad. He's on his work. Get him off his work. Get him training. He'll score your goals." Bang! You give me a three month trial. I was going Tuesday night, Thursday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night. I was playing. I was playing. I was, I was enjoying it, scoring goals for fun. I went, "We'll take you on. We'll give you twelve months." And in the side then there was uh, in Ray Verardi, George Riley, and Garth Crooks. Yeah, that was their strikes at the time. And I had to try and break myself in. And uh, yeah. as I was breaking myself in the team, Nobby Stars and Johnny Giles went. And then uh, Ron Saunders came in from the ex-Villa. The ex-Villa yeah, yeah, yeah. came in. the European Cup. Scored three and five goals. And I thought, I've landed here. I've landed. I've absolutely landed here, man. I, I, you know, I'm going to make some money. From, for, I've never had it before. Did and, you uh, think you were going to be a professional footballer at that stage? No, no because I've, I've got many hurdles in my life. When I was 17... Uh, I had a foreign body in my knee. A foreign body is a piece of bone that floats. Yeah. Floats about. And uh, when I was 17, before I had the uh, needle in my hand to say, I've got the bone out, he says, when I take this bone out, you'll never be a professional footballer. Wow. That's the God's honest truth, seriously. And wow. uh, I have a really tall, and when I was 34, it happened again on my knee, and I had to have two pieces of the bone took out, and that's when I had to retire. Oh, really? Yeah, seriously, because I was just cracking off. Oh, yeah, Cracking off, so and I thought, if I carry on, no, that's it. I yeah. Do so. so it could have never have all happened. No, no, it could never have all happened. And uh, they took the gamble on me. Nobby Stars did. He took a gamble. He said, "Well, if anything happens to you, we'll fetch it out. We'll get you back to normal. Keep playing." And uh, touch wood, nothing ever happened. That uh, he went. Ron Saunders came in. Didn't like me. And uh, he says, uh, "They've come in for you down the road." He says, "The Wolves." I went, "But I've just scored uh, three and five for you." He says, "Yeah, yeah." I pleaded with him. I pleaded with him for twenty minutes to say, <laughs> "Give me a chance." Honestly, I don't know this, Steve. Honestly, <laughs> Yeah, but they were up there then, mate. They was like there, like top were, of the division yeah. one, which is the premiership yeah. now. And Wolves are like fourth from the bottom of the division four, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the Molyneux back then, when you arrived at that ground, you must have thought, bloody oh, hell. It was a, I can't even say it on here what it is. It was an absolute <laughs> disgrace, it was, mate. It was just one stand, which was a mile over that way, and the rest was all run down. Nothing yeah. at all. Absolutely oh. shocking. But when he said to me, he says, um, I played with him for 20 minutes, and uh, his, his exact uh, line to finish me off was, but Steve, you haven't got a first touch of this division. And I went, Oof, I was deflated. I went, oh. What do I do? He says, um, they want you and Tomo down the road. So I said to Tomo, come on then, Tomo. I've got this, I've got this big, massive orange cortina, right? Massive. <laughs> Tomo got a moustache and curly hair, right? And I've got this check thing off the Bilston Market. It was like Starsky and Hutch going down the M5, mate, me and Tomo. <laughs> we pulled about outside the Molyneux. I went, jeez, man, look at this. This is shocking. We went in and there's tiles coming off the sea and cockroaches running everywhere, water everywhere, and we just... And he just sold it to us. He sold it to us. And we, really? they paid £64,000 for me and Tom. £64,000. Wow. They should have fixed the cockroaches with that money. <laughs> Man, so no, no, no. <laughs> but no, that, that's the start. That was the start wow. of it. You know what I mean? And uh, we never looked back since. It's lucky in our day, I think, uh, from 86 to 92, we had a great bond and a great spirit. And that got us up the leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 86, 87 is your first, your first season for Wolves. You only scored 19 goals. It's not a lot, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, is it? It's not. That was, that was just an half a season. I, was, I signed in November, by the way. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> there we go. I'll leave you there. 
<laughs> the numbers uh, of goals you scored it's are incredible. Oh, it's it's yeah. incredible. Mm. So 87, 88, 52 goals yeah. in a season. Yeah, yeah. 88, 89, 50 league goals. 50, yeah. 102 and 113 appearances. Yeah. <laughs> it was scary. It was like, it was weird because I was like hungry and greedy as well. You know what I mean? It's one of those where that's mine, that ball's mine, that box. It's like yeah. if I spoke to strikers now, I'd say, that that box is yours. Don't go pity patty in around the outside of the box. Just get put your laces to it and shoot. Yeah. And that's all I did. And as you say, it's going 102 in two seasons. Could you believe it was happening? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. See, I mean, you think, you, you don't, do you? No. You'd be like, that wouldn't you? I'm going to put some money on me. This young score 50 goals. <laughs> you don't know, do you? You don't know. You'd win the lottery. You don't know, do you? When did you realise, like, I'm brilliant at this? How many, how many, <laughs> goals, how many goals? You can tell the different people down here, Kai. I was brilliant at that. <laughs> hey, do you know what I mean? This is the London elite. This is, this is, this is the <laughs> metropolitan elite, fully. <laughs> you, you don't. You don't. You just keep it going. You just yeah. think it could end because anything could end in football. Couldn't you? you could have a yeah. media ligament. Your ankle could go. Yeah. Something could go, and you just keep going, game after game after game. But I did feel like as though every time I went out, I am going to score. Yeah, I did out every game. I knew certain defenders, certain teams played with five. Like I thought, it's going to be tough for me today. I'll take three defenders away, but the others will score, which yeah. is a, well, it's a team game. You know what I mean? So, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you had good because Andy Much at one point is good strike. Like yeah, Muchy, yeah, he's a Liverpoolian, and uh, you know, what I mean, on the field, me and Muchy, right? I mean, on the field, we knew exactly where we were: near, far, short, middle, where we was there like a piece of string. Yeah. But on the pitch, we couldn't understand the word he said to each other. He <laughs> <laughs> was going to calm down, calm down, mad at I'm going, Muchy, at number five. <laughs> <Like this. laughs> We had a good understanding, you know what I mean? We had a great understanding on the field. When you look at these stats, 102 goals in, was it, two seasons, it's clear to me that you are one of the best players in the country playing at the wrong level. And this is something that maybe was said later on in your career. Did you feel like that at the time? Like, did you feel like, I should be in the top division here, like, because I'm dominating? (laughs) Not really, not really, because I was lucky to start playing in the first place, you know what I mean? So that could happen again to me, I thought I'd just take out everybody's come. I just looked at walls and I thought, well, that, that was in a dire state. Dire state. That was always really bad, it was, really yeah. poor. And I was lucky not to go into liquidation. And when we kicked well, on it, wasn't, that it season, wasn't luck, bully. It was because you signed for us. That was the difference between us going out Graham as a Turner, club. Graham Turner, what it meant. Tom I came. Then yeah. um, uh, Robbie Dennison came. Oh, and Ali Robertson oh. came. Yeah, and we started recruiting yeah. a few more players. And we started yeah. getting better and better and better. But, Did- uh, were you going? When did you start going? I started going at uh, 89, kind of, 89-90. But yeah. you'd already got us up a couple of leagues then, I think. Yeah, yeah. Graham Turner was a great manager, wasn't he? Did you have a close like relationship with him? Yeah, he was classy. He was, he was a great, great man-manager. We got away with murder sometimes, the lads. You know, we'd go out on the lash the two nights before the ga- kick-off of the game and you shouldn't. You should have a last drink on a Wednesday and that's it. You should have two nights off and then go with it. We used to sneak out and have the odd things. But the gaffer, he turned a blind eye Yeah, because we was doing it on the field. That's all he was. He, he knew he couldn't have a go at us because he was performing on the field. And uh, he was a great bloke. So you scored four goals against Newcastle on New Year's Day. Yes. Did you, were you, when was the... So I was, too, yeah, I was too young to go up. I was 10. But it was, it was freezing cold winter. Was, yeah. And all the roads were closed. Weren't they? So like, and so they flew all the supporters up to Newcastle to watch the game. 3,000 Wolves fans. And we had to go on, uh, we had to go on Hills coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the money was in the football then, you know what I mean? <laughs> We went up on New Year's Eve and uh, we did all our training session, had all our pasta, our beans, and supplies, playing cards at the table at night time, just about 8 o'clock. And the gaffer stands up, doesn't he? He goes, uh, listen, I want you in bed by 5 past 12, right? Wish the missus happy new year, I want you in bed. I went, 
Oh, okay, play cards from the photos, yeah, yeah. He walks off 10 yards. He turns around with his big eyebrows, looks at us, goes, by the way, you can have a couple of halves. <laughs> a couple of halves of what? I'm on the phone to my missus, to have going, I love you, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 14 halves late and a bottle of wine, right? <laughs> four of us, five of us, four or five of us had a few drinks. We, did, we, did, we, we shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't yeah. have done it, but we did. Because New Year's Eve, we thought, ah, don't worry about it. It's only, only Newcastle, they'll get up, don't worry about it. So we thought, yeah, got to, went to bed, didn't we? Glassy-eyed, everything, don't matter. Oh, God, next day we're going, what the hell did we do last night? What did we all do? It was like <laughs> sheep walking around the hotel. We're going, dog in front of the gaffer, dog in front of the gaffer. <laughs> we got, got got to the game itself, and you walk out, and all the fans are there, dressed as reindeers, snowmen, Santas. They all come in good humour. Got out there in my first half, and uh, you got Mickey Quinn up front for them, and Mark McGee yeah. up front for them. John Bowie's in goal with his masks. And uh, Mark Kendall saved a penalty for us. Went in nil nil half time. I thought, oh man, we get a draw out here, so I'm going to get pissed every Friday. I'm having it, I'm having it. But in the second half, we was towards our fans. Oh mate, it, within 20 minutes, bang, 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 I scored four. We won the game. Was it 4 1 or 4 4 1. 4 oh, 1 or 4 yeah. 1. To this day, I still don't know how the hell we did that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest away well, day it's gone down in it history. Once. We only did it once, and that yeah. we did it because we, we were stupid and we just we thought we can get away with it, and yeah. we did that. Day. He did. Very lucky, but that was one of the one of the good days. That was oh, so, the greatest away course. day in Wolves history. Well, that's gone was, down. Was, that. was, New like, Year's yeah, Day yeah, in yeah, Newcastle. Denison. Yeah. Yeah. lost it to Cook. Cooks across. There's a goal. Steve Wool. And those are the Wolves fans. Minutes gone then, the first goal of 1990 at St James's Park, and it falls to Steve Bull. Downing. Bull, is he offside? Well, the flag stayed down, the goal counts. Near post, Burridge doesn't make it, Bull does. The Newcastle defence caught static. 58 minutes gone, it's Newcastle United nil, Wolverhampton Wanderers 3. And that's a hat-trick for Steve Bull. Denison now for Wolverhampton Wanderers. This is Bull. Oh, he's gone all the way and he scored! Oh, my word! So, 76 minutes gone, and it's Newcastle United 1, Steve Bull 4. Was there a big drinking culture in football? Uh, I think I think there was in them. Day. Well, you had the the Adams and the the Mersons and all that down yeah. in the parlours and what I've done here, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. up there. Well, we aren't as big as drinkers here, are we? Don't know. No, no. <laughs> You're brilliant at everything down here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but there was there was a, a drinking thing down there because as soon as the game finished, you know I me, mean? it was like twenty two fish and chips on on the, on the bus on the way back and a slab of beer. That's what it was. <laughs> that's your pre. That's your end the game. Yeah. <laughs> so you're eating fish and chips on the that's what it, on, on the way, way back. Home. On the way back, yeah. Wow. Quarter to ten, ten o'clock. Stop at the fish shop. Twenty two fish and chips and a. <laughs> Get a cat down here. That was to get your body right for the next day. For the next day. <laughs> um, am I remembering this right? I remember coming down to the Monument to watch people train on the car park. Do you remember? Was, yeah, we like, did. Yeah, you won't believe that. You, know, okay, you won't absolutely believe it because that we hadn't hardly got no facilities to yeah. train and as until we could train on the pitch, but they didn't want to train on the Friday because it was so wet and it would be cut up and everything. We had to train the car park behind the ground, behind the ground. And uh, 
some of these people, that was funny as you know, that was funny as because they used to come and park the cars to go to the university. There's a big university by Wolf. Yeah. Park the car in the car park and go there. We used to come out and fight, didn't we? There's a car there, car there. Come we're going, we can't put the cars down. We're there, shifting these cars right like this. Moving <laughs> <laughs> the cars in the car park. Like, and the people come out half hour later going, I'm sure my car was there. <laughs> it's honestly, honestly, it's a it's good. You're doing weights as well as training with the ball. Honestly, That's great. God's on his truth. You know the only injuries he had. Grit in your hands. That's all you had. No knee problems, falling no out. ankles. Stopping yourself falling over. Seriously, there's purple bricks on there, whatever. Honestly, on a Friday morning, this was. Before wow. the <laughs> So I, 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 I thought yeah. I'd imagined it. Yeah. I asked my dad the other day, I was like, half term, we used to go and stand outside the car park and watch you guys. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, there's yeah. the first yeah. team. Um, so there's a real kind of Roy of the Rovers moment. I mean, your story is better than Roy of the Rovers, in a way. May 1989, you're, in, you're playing in the old third division and you get called up for the England team yeah. by Bobby Robson for the first time. When did you find out you were getting called up for England? Um, the gaffer always knows first. The gaffer always knows. And... Um, I think uh, the, the major Bobby Robson or Dave Sexton says you you, you want to get you come to play for England, but on that on that day I'm a debut. I'm sure I was in Albania somewhere or something under twenty ones, right? With with Dave Sexton, and, yeah. uh, but before that the gaffer says, oh you can play for Scotland under twenty ones, but uh, we're going away tomorrow. This is the gaffer dangling the carrot. Do you want to come away to Santa Ponza or do you want to play for England? I'm going. <laughs> oh man, took me ages to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> He did, honestly, but I thought, no, I've got to, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. When you play for your country, you play for your country. Yeah, yeah bang. I was watching it. So I'm sure I went away on the under 21 somewhere. And um, after two days in the training sessions, there was, a, there was a, lock, a knock on my door at night time. Dave Sexton was there. And uh, he went, uh, somebody come down with a bit of flu down to Scotland. Uh, he says, the gaffer wants you down. I went, when? He went, now. I went, what do you mean? It's like 8 o'clock at night. He says, he wants you there for in the morning training. Oh, I went, oh, right. okay. And so I was, pff, jag, jet, boom, there you go. Got to this hotel, I can't think which one it was, and uh, and I went to the. It's like oh man, it's like Santa Claus had been. It was like golf clubs, tracksuits. <laughs> they're going on eBay tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to get home in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was only like two hundred pound a week then, you know what I mean? So it was a lot of money. Like when they're giving you stuff, chucking stuff at you, you wow. have it. But then I got I got in, and then I got on the couch the first time there. You got likes of uh, Lineka, Beasley, Gascoigne, Waddle, Shilton, Butcher, and you're going sugar. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I'm here from second division. I'm thinking, oh, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. You know I mean? I'm one of them things. But and what were they like? Were they like... It was all right, to be fair. That was yeah. okay. Digger Barnes, he took me under his wing and popped Robson, uh, yeah. Brian Robson. He took me under his wing. He said, listen, you're here for a reason because you score goals. He said, and, I mean, playing against Scotland as well, old-fashioned rivals or whatever, you'd be, you'd be all right here. I thought, yeah, okay, no, it's all... Steady in a couple of days, my nerves settled down, digger barns passing to me, gazers, but I'm going, oh, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still remind you I of the car park. No, no, I'll be all over the place. Usually when a ball comes to me from walls, it's like, all that, all that. <laughs> With them, it's like, is that supposed to be there by my feet? <laughs> but it was getting better as I was, as I was, as I was playing with them, whatever, and... Um, I just thought, just get on with this, Steve. Yeah, on the day of the game itself, and uh, the, the gaffer named his side. He took him about twenty minutes to name his side. Bob Robson. Yeah, mate, he used to go. Um, um, uh, <laughs> Peter, you're in goal. Um, um, Stuart, you're left back. It was, honestly, his team selection was that long. It was unbelievable. I'm going. Oh, oh, and he said to me, he says, uh, he says, uh, you're on the bench today. I went, am I? He went, oh, okay. I didn't realise the day before this, Saint and Greavesy. Remember Saint and Greavesy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd heard I've flown over to there to, to get into the game and they got t shirts on on yeah. ATV today. Let the bull loose, bully's gonna get ya. Because I was gonna say, <laughs> send him out there, let him have a go. Like, you know what I mean? So, so, so I walk out, the gaffer goes, 
go and have a look at the pitch. You know, and you can look at the pitch, I'm going, why? It's green, square. <laughs> what do all managers say? Go and look at the pitch. It's always flat and green, isn't it? So I went out like that. I'm going, sugar, 86,000 people here. 80,000 jocks, 6,000 England. And I go, geez, there's 3,000 walls up there. Really? <laughs> 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 you see me? I was like, Peter Kay, I was going, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you come to see me. And I couldn't get me out of this little bully ball. I'm going, oh man, look, I'm on you on the bench. I just want them, yeah. I'm going, so I get back in the in the in the thing of the gaffer does all his team talking like that and boom they get out there and they I'm in the pit here like this there with with uh, Tony Cotty I think it is in Chi and uh, a couple of others I'm here watching the game like this and going yeah boom boom the tackles are flying left right and centre right honestly John Fashionu uh, John Fashionu goes down I don't know what what, what was made went down something and the gaffer went you two can get warmed up I got to get up out of the pit and Tony Cotty runs across my feet like this I'll go like this I go okay because he thinks it's first choice yeah. See, Run down there and was, was stretching away me groins. I'm going like, yeah, the boys, I ain't going, but I ain't going on. I'm just going to say, yeah, all right, lads, thanks for coming. I'm stretching away <laughs> like this. And uh, Fashidu gets up. Uh, Gaffer goes, whoa. So Cotty runs past me again. I go like this, don't I? Get back in the pit, sitting down the pit now. Oh man, there's tackles flying left, right, and center. Fashidu goes down again. The Gaffer goes, right, you two, get out there. One of you's going on. <gasps> oh, I'm going, I've got to get a lot of these. And Cotty went straight off my feet again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there stretching away, a lot of these. And uh, the fashion is down. And the gaffer goes, Whoa, like this. Whoa! Bully! <laughs> so I went past Cotty. Go, oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fashion is coming towards me, limping like this. Honestly, honestly, and I'll put my hand out like this. And he smacks it. He goes, All the best, babe. Gaffer went, Get on there, give it, give it, give it your best. Now you got 12 or 13 minutes there. First half, that was it, bang. And um, first half game, I got about 12 minutes. I could have had two chances. Gaza could have put me in twice. Oh. Seriously, he went down the right-hand side. I went near stick, little pullback, little tap-in. No. Lineker, Beasley, Gascoigne, Waddle. Click. I couldn't get. I couldn't, couldn't do it. He crossed the ball to Waddler. Headed, missed. Twice it happened in the first half. Twice it happened in the first half. I thought, I'm going to speak to him at half-time. Going half-time and, uh, and Gaza went for the wee and whatever. And I thought, wait 30 seconds. So I'm walking towards the toilet. Gaza was coming to me. And I grabbed him by the elbow. And I said, pass me him ball, pass me ball. Gaza, Gaza, God's on the truth. You ask him honestly. I said, pass me. That he went, how air bully man, how air. That's a shit Jody accent, by the way. How air bully man, how air bully man. I will. I said, pass me the ball, feed the bear, score the goals. Mate, second half, he had another two times, another two times to pass the ball to me, second half. The goal came about Trevor Stephen, Gary Stephen, right hand side. You got McLeish, McPherson, Jim Lightning in goal up there. The ball come over, I run forward. I went back into McPherson. I jumped, the ball hit me on the shoulder. It was a great first touch right <laughs> no, It hit me on the shoulder. Boom, bang, the ball dropped there. And I just went, bang, and I just hit it. And all I could see was the microphone shoot from the thing. I went, scored. I've scored. Jeez. <laughs> and then I started running. I was going towards the jocks. I went, what are you doing? <laughs> so I just turned around, put my hands in the air like this. Like this. Who come first? Gaza come for someone, you can straight off. <laughs> you pass the ball to me. But I couldn't, I couldn't get me out on. I couldn't get me out on. Oh, wow. My debut, I'm going, this, this ain't right. The bench. This ain't Incredible. right off the bench, yeah. Ten minutes remaining. Ball. And again. Oh. Right in the corner. What a start. Scoring on his debut. The man from the third division and Wolves, or they're about to lead there. Scores on his first appearance at senior level. Eye for goal again. No hesitation, bang. And then there's a friendly against Czechoslovakia at Wembley. 
where he did pass the ball to where me. He did, and that's yeah. kind of what got both of you secured yeah. into the, to the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you scored two more goals in that game. And yeah. the, and that, the yeah. first goal's incredible. That's it's not up here tonight. It's like it's, it's like a scissor kick. It was up here. You, have you not yeah. Google this before I come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, haven't you? Look no, at no, Langface, no, haven't you? No, no. <laughs> Pass him the ball. Namagazi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did play with that game, and uh, he had yeah. the, the one ball he put with the outside of his boot. It just bounced. It was chest high. When I hit it, it went boom, top corner. I thought, yeah, there's a good goal. You know, beautiful goal. And the second one, he went down the right-hand side, ding, header, bang, two goals, and, and then that more or less secured us then, I think. And did you think, I'm going to the World Cup? I can't no, you anything. don't think that, do you? Don't, you don't. Nobody would ever dream of that, would you? Chris Playing... would presume it, wouldn't you? He's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, he's brilliant. It's a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was Gascon one of the best players you ever played with? Oh, unbelievable. Absolutely. He was, scary, at, his, he was at his pomp, wasn't he, when you, like... Scary. When you fly out, who are you rooming with at the World Cup? Uh, David Platt. Great yeah. player, mate. He was uh, Mr. Stability. He was like yeah. Dan. He was on the on the brink, the same as me, right yeah. on the verge of trying to get into the first team. I yeah. couldn't because you got Lineker and Beersley there. You know what I mean? Then you got Wadler and Gaza for him to try and yeah. house them out. Yeah. It's hard to do that. But Bobby Robson was as good at that. He knew when to say, that ain't your type of game. That's your game. And he used to switch yeah. us about. You know, I thought fair play to him. Fair play. Did, we hear from players who've gone up to England. Like sometimes it turns their head. So yeah. now you're playing, you know, playing in front of eighty-six thousand people. Did that ever kind of? Think, you're playing for England one week and then back to yeah. Wolves. Did it, how did your head react to that? It ain't, it ain't because I'm 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 a level-grounded person anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been brought up the right way. I mean, make sure your shoes are clean and your ties up. Whatever, make sure you're clean. Like your dad used to say. So and even when I had money, I used to put it all away. I didn't want to spend it. I thought that's mine. I've got to look after that. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. when I went back to Wolves, it was like it was Wolves more than me. I was going, to, uh, uh, can, can you come to my office, Steve? Come, come, come to my office. Come sign this. I'm going to give you another two-year extension. Yeah, another £100 on top. I went, what? He's <laughs> like, the club was like that. So as soon as I come back in the World Cup, Graham Turner got me and he went, Steve, come on, we're going to pen you down. You're having a few inquiries. Right? I, 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 signed, I signed the contract to stay at Wolves. I didn't want to go nowhere anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Of course. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I could have gone to four. I could have got the four clubs I could have gone to, yeah. which I knew to, was Torino in Italy. Yeah, and I'd just been up and down there six weeks. I thought I like my English breakfast, English food. No, no, <laughs> forget that. No, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, the second club was Newcastle. Yeah, uh, before Andy Cole went, he was second choice. Uh, the agent, yeah, yeah, speak to me and said, "Do you want to come there?" And I thought I just had my first boy. Then I thought, "Do I want to go all that up there?" And I thought, yeah. "Cause they like the old-fashioned tender fours, didn't they?" Yeah, I'd have been yeah, all right there. Classic Newcastle and the proper nine. Yeah. workers out up there. Yeah, uh, the third club was Coventry, a big one. And you nearly went to Coventry, didn't I you? Nearly went to Coventry. They offered, he offered me a five-year deal, but he was he was off. I couldn't get me out of because he was offering me a five-year deal. What I was earning three years at Wolves, he was going to offer me five. I'm going, that's a no-brain aid. I'm going to work for you for two more years. for less. So there was more money at Wolves. Than... Yeah, yeah, because Wolves wanted to keep me. Yeah. I was there to say, there you go, Steve, that's it. We can, we can uh, look forward to that. That's and it. we're Coventry in the Premier League at the time? Uh, yeah, because we were below them. Right, we were yeah. below them, and I thought, we're going to pass these. We're going to pass yeah. these, and we did. Like, I think it was the year after. The year, the year after. That's right. Yeah. Um, who was the and fourth, fourth club? club, Celtic. Oh, that would have been. I could have gone there, yeah, but too wet up there for me. The climate of Wolverhampton is just right. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Um, so let's talk about Italia 90. You, you make the squad. Do you, what do you remember of that tournament? Who were you rooming with first? Uh, David, David Platt. Platt. Yeah, David Platt. Platt. Yeah, David Platt. Me and Platt, he was absolutely spot on, mate. He was, uh, he's a great bloke. And uh, he went on for further after scoring a goal against the Belgian goal. Yeah. He went, is it, was it Bali he went to somewhere like that? Or, or yeah, Bari, yeah. Bari, wasn't it, Bari? Yeah. You had an incredible view of that, because that's one of the most famous England goals of all time. You're just behind him, aren't you? Yeah, on yeah. The, you're yeah, on the, the back post. Marvel, I'm going, leave it, leave it, leave it. 
great goal, Platty. I was, like, I, was like, I was like behind him. I was straight on him, man. I thought, yeah, let me boom, he scored. Yeah, you're the first person to congratulate yeah, you. Yeah, because a lot of people thought I'd scored it, didn't they? Because I didn't know who scored at the back post. Yeah. But uh, I had a chance before that, 25 yards. He just went past the post yeah. after that one. And uh, then Platy scored. I thought I was, I was pleased for him, mate. Absolutely top draw, mate. Absolutely <laughs> lovely, man. When and you were out there, did you realise... Because it yeah. kind of became such a big thing. Did you realise what was going on back at home with how... Not at all. Not at all. Because once you're on that plane and you're out there, you've got the blinkers on like a horse. You're focused. Yeah. You're there to do a job, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, when we come back, oh, mate, into, we flew into Luton. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely scary. I mean, you couldn't see a road. It was just all people. Yeah. All people all downside. And I thought, well, what, what, what just going to semi-final? I mean, it was just a World Cup. You know, we're thinking, <laughs> all the people come, you know what I mean? Like, some of them. It was unbelievable, it was. That was where Gazza had that thing on that... The uh, boobs. The boob chest thing. On the, you know, yeah. Yeah. But now it was, it's unreal. It was unreal. It was absolutely unreal. But... Out there, you know, I mean, we had sacks of mail and stuff like that. We had to look at them and send them back or whatever and, and, and re- reply to all these or whatever. But apart from that, we had no television there to say this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. We were just focused on that game, that game, training, that game. That's it. Was it fun? Was, was the team like... Yeah, it was. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, pranks around the pool and all that. And uh, I think it's... Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, the commentator. It was his birthday over there. Jim Rosen. Was it Rosen? Rosen yeah, 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 yeah. Rosen. It was his birthday over there and guys would go cake with him and bosh and threw him in the pool like with a big... <laughs> Right in the pool. Honestly, <laughs> we, still had a, we had to have the little bit of laugh with you because it's like robots otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did Bobby to... Robson kind of let you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. he a great yeah. manager? Oh, unbelievable. 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 He didn't like, he was a bit regimental, but he'd let you stop over that regimental line, if you know what I mean, just for like a little bit. If, if you took a foot, you could have it. If you took a metre, you'd get, hang yourself. You know, yeah, it's yeah. one of them. But uh, now he, he said, yeah, he got a great squad there. And uh, after the semi-finals, we lost, uh, lost against the Germans. It was all in there, more or less in tears, thinking we should, we could have won this. We should have won this. And the gaffer, he just said, to, he said, he just stood up and said, "Listen, you've done everybody proud. You've done me proud. Don proud. You've done everybody back home proud. So I'll get your heads held up right now." And that's what he said to us all. Oh, wow. oh, got, got a bit emotional thinking. I about know. That. Yeah. Well, that take talk about that semi-final. So when England are one 0 down, yeah, is there's a rumor that you were warming up to come on in place of? Lineker. Yeah. And when he scored, Bobby Robson turned to you and said, put your tracksuit back. Yeah, he was. There's a picture. There's a picture with me and Bobby Robson walking towards the uh, towards the pitch. And yeah. uh, I've got my top off ready and stuff like this. He just says, go on there, dear stuff, do normal stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, go on there and try and score us a goal. I went, yeah, OK, I did all my three chins up and everything, my ritual stuff and whatever. I thought, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he scored. <laughs> Mr. Lineker, you scored. <laughs> what is your honest reaction in that moment? It may, I, I, it... I was, I was gutted. To be fair, yeah. I was gutted. Yeah. I, I wasn't gutted, but I was gutted. You know, yeah, I was yeah. going to go on, and I thought, well, there's still time because we've got extra time here. Yeah, thought, yeah. You just give me fifteen. Go for the win. Yeah, just give me fifteen, twenty minutes. Yeah, because, because that took me to the awkward because I was like, uh, what can I say, a joker. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. knew who I was. Nobody knew who I was. Well, it's a bit like Scalacci at Italy yeah. in the same yeah. World Cup. Yeah, just to throw him on and say, who's this? Who's yeah. this? Yeah. I mean, I'd, Different. I'd have been like the Tasmanian devil. I'd have been, I'd been like a, a loose Would you have fancied the shootout? I wouldn't have fancied the... I'd rather sc- I'd sc- score mine properly. <laughs> 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 would you have put yourself forward for a penalty? I would have done, yeah, but I, I'd have... I'd, I'd, yeah, 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 because I think, like I said before, you don't know what's happening at home. Yeah. You know, I saw the World Cup not long ago and you've seen all these pubs with everybody at the point and jumping up and down the goal because you think, oh my word, was that what it's like when we was there? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, you had to put that out of your head when you're taking a penalty or a free kick or a, you know what I mean? Scary. Yeah. Scary, oh. man. Were you on, you must have been on the bench when Gaza got booked and started crying. Did yeah, you yeah, clock yeah. that happening? Yeah, no, no, no. He, he, he was just a bit erratic. 
erratic, you know, I mean, he's a very erratic football. He did his knee against, was it Forrest as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Against Tottenham, yeah, he went yeah, in. Yeah. He was too up. eager, too hyped up. And, yeah. But you couldn't let him be no different. That was Gaza, that was his full stop. He's, he's got to be let loose off the reins and that's it, boom, let him do his job. When you were on yeah. the bench against the West Germans, did you fancy yourself to score, to come off the bench and yeah. do something? Did I you did. feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Do you I'm, think if, you, if Lineker misses that chance, do we win that semi-final? That's what I'm thing? saying. Would, you, would, they, or would they have won it 1-0? You know I mean? You don't know. Do you? But he scored that goal with so many minutes to go in the, in the second half. He could have still put me on, put on to say, get some fresh legs. Even for the last 15 minutes, last 20 yeah. minutes, say, well, if Lineker's a bit, uh, bit uh, tired, jaded, put some fresh legs on for 15 minutes. You never know, might catch him. Yeah. But he wasn't wasn't to be. But like I said, I was very fortunate to be there. Yeah, I just come out of the third division, second division player, and then he, you play. You know what I mean? You are playing for your country. You're going to the same, right? Did it phase you at all playing in the World Cup? No, Did, not at no? all. Not at all. Because I think once you've put, put your tie in the water uh, with England, like say me debut in uh, Czechoslovakia, you think and you keep scoring. You get used to it. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you do. You get used to it. And it's like yeah. like it's 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 normal if you know what I mean. It's like it's yeah. natural to you to go and go out there and do it. Yeah. I, I was training with Linick. Like with you and Lineker, was there a kind of competition there to, for, like, or was was it no, did you learn yeah. from Lineker because oh, Lineker was a great no, goal scorer as well can learn, what can I learn of him <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry Gary sorry Gary I do apologise <laughs> oh, tongue in cheek that's all <laughs> I'm in your school I'm in the link school I'm in your school in his school he's going to ring up and say I've got 600 and some odd like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can't you, you watch you watch that's what you do watch and learn watch yeah. and learn you know what I mean you, you can't learn much because you're a natural goal scorer yourself you know, I mean, he used to get. He used to be like a six-yard between the six-yard man and eighteen-yard by penalty spot. He used to turn, swivel, bang. He was good at that. He was absolutely brilliant. At that you couldn't stop him doing it. Absolutely superb. And you know, I mean, and, and throwing me a spanner in the works probably met him, met him better. Yeah. If you know what I mean to say, he's after my shirt. He's coming here. I'm going to open the game a bit. Yeah, and it, yeah. You do that as a player. You know what I mean? Somebody comes in knocking the door saying, "I want that shirt." You go, "Woo! You ain't taking this." And you get better, bigger and better and better. But yeah. uh, he was a natural goal scorer. Man, he was hard to hard to get out the side. Hard, very hard. Yeah. Then you play. You did. You get, must have got to play in the third place playoff. Yes, against Italy. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, must yeah. have been quite. We weren't. Place. To be, I, I can't can say, but I can't. But we weren't bothered. Yeah, if you know what I mean. We, yeah. we, we, that that was us behind there. That Germany one. You know what I mean. It was yeah. like, oh come on, then just let's just go out and see what we can do. Yeah. Third and what's third and fourth? I know people have. Uh, no, I know. I, to this it table. must be weird yeah, to go and then have to yeah. play that game. It's like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's when he probably rested Lineker and Beard. That's and it, yeah. So all the others had a chance to play, so there you go. Yeah. But uh, it was one of them. It was, it was like a no brainer. We got as far as we could, like, say, Germany. And that, after that, was like, yeah, just going just gonna to play, just going to enjoy it. Have like a friendly game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I can't remember they all lined you up at the end and gave gave everyone flowers. Do you remember that? Yeah, and everyone had to do kind of like a Mexican wave. It's that away. <laughs> <laughs> The nineteen ninety four cup. Yeah, I was like, it's indelible. Yeah, um, yeah. thirty years ago. <laughs> I, still moved, six. I still haven't moved on. But like, <laughs> I still haven't six. moved on. <laughs> after the World Cup, Graham Taylor comes into the England team. I just yeah. want to ask: after you come back from the World Cup, you go back to Wolverhampton. There must be a whole new level to how you left it behind. Uh, no, no, the, the lads, the lads bring you down to earth. The what about the fans? What about like walking oh, the around the city? Like, You're a like, national celebrity. Like they all want, like you say, does anybody buy you a beer? Does anybody want to buy some food? They all wanted to jump on, say, yeah, mate, have you got any England stuff? Have you got any, have you, have you got any golf balls? <laughs> have, you got, have you got any kicks? Have you got any trainers or whatever? I'll get, I can have oh, No, no, but I'll, I'll just come back. I'm the, I was the same as when I went, when I come back. There was yeah. no change, you know, airs and graces, whatever. A lot of pride in here, big art to say, yeah, I've, I've done something that not a lot of many people are going to do. But did yeah. it stop you walking around Wolverhampton Town Centre? Or like, at that point, was it just like it, the mania that surrounded you? It did, but it didn't. Because 
I loved it. I loved it. If you know what I mean, I absolutely loved it. And I, I mean, I, I try. Well, I don't go in the town now much often because I can't. I can't get out. I can't. Get, the can't Have you thought about moving? No, no, the black country's the best. <laughs> so then Graham Taylor comes in. Graham Taylor right? come in, yeah, yeah. And you play your last game for England against Poland in October 1990. Yeah. Did you feel like you could have played for England for longer? I think so. I think so. But it was the the, the quality of the strikers coming in after so that. Good you know, I mean, there's so many good players. Then you know, what I mean, you got, I think you got uh, you got the Mersons, you got the Wrighties. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Shearers coming in after that. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you got them all waiting like, like an airplane's coming into Heathrow. You know, what I mean, they're all waiting to get the get the spot out to go. And uh, you know, what I, mean? I thought uh, now after the World Cup, I just thought that's it. You know, I mean, you've done a bit now. You know, I mean, you've gradually fired off and got fired off and fired off. But I just ate thirteen games. Thirteen yeah. games, you know. I mean, you know, it's 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 surreal, and you know, so I got. When the you're working in the bed factory, that's what I'm saying. You know, what I mean, all yeah. that money, you know, seventeen, saying so you're not going to be a professional footballer, and then all of a sudden you you get, yeah. you know, what I mean, it's 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 a different, it's weird, it's weird. I can't get it. Yeah. I can't get it. So let's go back to so when in 1990, Jack Sir Jack Hayward purchases Wolves, yeah, and that kind of changes everything because he brings loads of money into the club, yeah. Did you think this is we're going to be a big club here? Well, before I came to the club in '86, uh, uh, Graham Turner uh, got me into the into, into the room, the boardroom where he was, uh, with soaking floors and tiles coming off. But he got this big brass monument of how Molly was going to be in the, in ten years. Oh yeah, it's how you like it now. <laughs> <laughs> he sold me down the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's getting there. It's getting there. No, it's it's an intimidating place now. It's absolutely, yeah. absolutely unbelievable. And when Sir Jack came in, you know, he put the first stand up, then the second stand, and then the third, you know, yeah. then third stand, and that was it. Then he, he'd done all his lot. Then anti Sir Jack. That's it. Yeah. He took us uh, with the groundworks and everything else as far as he could. I think he, there's only so much you keep putting in your pocket and going like that. Nah. We we're yeah. all the same, and there's only so much you keep doing that. Yeah. And thinking, hold on a bit. There's getting nothing in this handy. I need something back in there. Yeah. I think he took us as far as he could. He brought in, so he brought in lots of good players. He also brought in Graham Taylor after yep. Taylor with the England manager. How was that exciting, or was that? Yeah. You'd played a bit under Taylor for England, presumably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's. I think uh, the the Wolf fans uh, got a bit off onto a downer with him because he tried to. He tried to. Was it? No, he didn't. He tried to sell me there. He tried yeah. to sell me at the club. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. a bit of a downer yeah. with him. But then all of a sudden that took him to heart and says, "Let's give him a go." And uh, he did well at the club, you know. He brought yeah. the academy up to where it is. He should have had more did, time, shouldn't he? He, sh- he should have done it. It was only a minority of fans who put stickers on his on his windscreen, car windscreen, all our plastic, saying "Get out" and this and "Get out." That I'm thinking, yeah. look oh. what he's done for the club. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I think if that was kind of what... the Twitter of its day, yeah. wasn't it? Putting car stickers on his car, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like it, it'd be on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. now, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it? But no, that's the way they did it. But if it had stopped one more year, I think it'd have got us up. Yeah. I do think Graham Taylor would have got us up if it had stopped there one more year. And when he tried to sell you, how's that when you trying to adapt it, back? He said to me, "It wasn't him." He oh, said right. to me it wasn't him, it was above him. Right. That's what he said to me. Oh, really? He said to me it wasn't me. Uh, I, I, I wanted you to stay here and finish your career and carry on with it, whatever. He says, so it's uh, it's it's down to you. He says, you can say yes, you can say no. You tell me, I'll, I'll go on what you say. And how did that decision go? What did you say? I was no, straight away, too. Yeah, yeah, twice, yeah. twice, no. One to the Coventry and one to Celtic. There's other clubs you've been linked with. Are there any of these true? Leeds? No. Barcelona? <laughs> yeah, me! <laughs> <laughs> Barcelona! <laughs> Huh? Ajax, Ajax, you a bottle of soap. Is that a bottle of soap? <laughs> An Inter Milan, Inter Milan. No, no. You never heard these rumours, though. Heard, heard them at all. Seriously, the four ones I knew to because they told me about them, but them I've not heard. Yeah. Oh man, 
<laughs> oh, what, why didn't you tell me? Steve Bull at Barcelona oh, no, would be a real oh, culture no, no, shock, no, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> could have been playing with Cruyff as your manager. Um, <laughs> Guardiola in midfield. Yeah. We said at the top, you're the first guest we've had who've had a stand named after them. And it must be like, you spent your whole life with one club. And now, do you, you must feel the benefit of that. You must be so pleased with your decision. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Because, yeah, I mean, when Sir Jack actually gave me the stand... Uh, we got a dinner in the uh, in the um, Haywood Suite upstairs uh, with 250 people. Me and my wife do a stable events, and I was just about to go upstairs. And the bloke behind the counter says, "So Jack wants to speak to you. He's in his flat upstairs because he got a flat. He used to have a flat up there." I went down it. All right, so Jack, how are you doing? Oh, hello, Steve. Yes, fine, thank you. You got a big dinner on tonight? I said, "Yeah, come down if you want. Have a couple of glasses of wine." You're yeah, okay, mate. Oh no, it's okay, Steve. Quiet night tonight. He said, "I just want to let you know that um, I'm renaming the John Iron Stand the Steve Ball Stand." I mean, you can't do that. He went, "Oh, jolly well can." <laughs> he says, uh, he, you mean, he's just put money into the club. You've earned it. I went, oh, OK. Oh, OK, OK. And I said, oh, th- thanks very much, Jack. And uh, I put the phone and I thought, what else? I, uh, does that come with a, a villa and a, <laughs> and a Range Rover? <laughs> I went, you, oh man. That's, it's, it must be amazing to look up and see the steeples. It is, it there. is. I drive past and I go, my daughter goes, that's embarrassing me. <laughs> what kind of memorabilia do you have of your career in your own stand? Is there like a, a the shirt there or like a statue? There's of not you? much. They've got, a, they've got a, a big museum now there. Oh, it's got like an England shirt, boots, oh. Attrick ball. Programs, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's got a few things. Yeah. In Plenty it. of hat trick balls to choose from. Which yeah, ones in the I'll music? Give away. I'll give them away. You know. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I don't really? Eighteen, 18 hat tricks. Eighteen hat tricks. Have you brought one with you now? If you're giving them away, <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. I'll give you my address afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I did. I just thought, well, what am I going to do with them? What am I going to sell? Just give them to family and friends, and that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? And uh, I've got, I think I've got two or three at home. That's all I got. What do you think of the modern game? Because I, I like when I think back about watching you play, you were. Like a very muscular centre forward, who it would always be like you know getting an elbow off the defender, buying that yard and smashing it through. And it's do you think in the day of VAR and stuff, you'd have a problem with oh, the way man. you used to play? I would have been on the field. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was a different game. Wasn't it was it? a different game, trust me. But it works both ways because we we used to have uh, centre halves. We could hear, and there was like a bull coming behind. You could hear the snort coming out their ears and go, yeah. and think, here I go, here I go. Boom, in the air, bounce up, and then bounce back down again, bang. I used to say to the players, all my players would say, do me a favour, put the ball to the left or to the right of me so I can turn onto it. Yeah. Don't play it at me because you're going to get chopped right in half. So what yeah. do my players do? Play it right in front of me. <laughs> and they're going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get up and go, you... <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, did you bit, mind the physical stuff? Or did you no, I didn't. It? I didn't, and I think working at the builders' yard and having a job before it, it took me through up. It didn't. I mean, it, it gets you there. People say now, would you rather play then or would you rather play now? I'd rather play then. I'd rather yeah. play then because now, well, yeah. If I played now, I'd probably get another three years playing because I wouldn't have had the knocks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd have had more time out there, but uh, no, no, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for one thing. You came close to promotion so many times. Oh yeah. Is, is yeah. there what is there one moment in particular that kind of sticks out for you as being the the, the chance that got away? All of them, because it, honestly, it's the the one that um, the one I think people don't like. We played Bolton in 1994, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we 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 played them at home first, and uh, the, the man in goal on that day for Bolton in 1994 was Peter Shilton. Shilton, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. he was flying left. 45. Right. He, he was like the cat. He was flying left, right, and centre. Man, I'm going. Look at this here, man. Look at this, and. Uh, and, uh, we won that game 2-1, didn't we? Yeah, we Jason did. Jason McAteer scored a 25. Were you there? 
Um, yeah, the home game I was, and then we went away. Didn't yeah, we, and we went I, to the Burnham Park. That's, yeah. that's that's even worse than Wolves there. <laughs> Jeez, that's that's a dodgy place as well. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> off off the grounds of supermarket. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really weird stadium. <laughs> it was, but it was yeah. it was a daunting place to go, and uh, it was like a Tuesday night, just pelting down the rain, mate. It was horrible. Pelting down, soaking down the rain. I thought, two one. Have we got enough in this room to to beat these today? If I was the gaff, I'd have gone now. Nah. Before at the back, five in midfield and one in front. Yeah. Shut up shop. I'd have gone like that. Go and let them count. We'll try and catch them on the break. Now, the gaffer thought, bullying much of your front. They'll score goals. Don't worry about that today. It weren't our night. It wasn't our night. They beat us 2 0 down that night. Yeah. And we went, that was one of the most gutting times in, 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 in my career. Because oh. that was the end. It really felt like the momentum was part of that movement yeah. from yeah. when Sir Jack took over. was like, yeah. here we go. It was going and it was going to be. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like. And once we stalled then, it felt like we never really... It did, we ain't going to get our money in, we ain't going to buy the players, we're going to stop where we are, yeah. which we did. You know what it. I mean? And uh, yeah. It took a long time. It took a long time from then, from 86 to now, to get where we are now. It took a damn long time. It really has. So the following season, is it, was there a bit of a hang? So 95-96, like Taylor resigns in November, just four wins in 16. Was there a hangover from those playoffs? The, the chance was there? Um, there the, of... probably wasn't, there weren't. You know, I think uh, a lot of players had faith in him, you know what I mean, to, to get us up there and to get, get, get us going. We didn't know who was coming in, what was happening, what was going on. Because when he, when he get unrested at the club, it does knock you down a bit. Because you're thinking, yeah. well, is my job safe? What, who's going to come in? Am I going to be playing? Am I not going to be playing? So when he left, he was like, oh, oh man, what, what, why is he gone? Because only my night to let him go. But then let's get some, somebody else in, and we had to try and kick on again. But it takes a lot longer. Managers coming now, it don't happen straight away. Yeah, it takes a bit of time to get that team. Like you see, you see like next year, yeah. you see him next year, boom. Yeah, last year Liverpool just nearly there. This yeah. year, bang. Yeah. It takes a lot of time though for yeah, a manager yeah. to get his feet under the table. Say, this is this is my ways. This is where I'm going to go, and and that's the way it went. So. It took us a few more years then to start going up. Uh, Mark McGee replaced Graham Taylor. How did you find him? Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one there. I've not even said nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? He, he, he come with uh, Colin Lee and Mick Hickman from Leicester. They did a cracking job at Leicester and then uh, they left there and they come at Wolves. Uh, uh, whether I thought Wolves was a big prospect, which it, it was at the time, it's going to transformations. I thought, give it a chance. But he was, he was a funny one, Mark was. You know what I mean? He was setting his ways. You know, I think what he said, that was it. He wouldn't change. Yeah. And that was it, full stop. There was no bargaining, no reckoning, nothing like this. He was just one of them. And we had to go by the book and say what he says. We do it, and that's it. He got us so far, didn't he? Yeah. Is that the first time you'd not seen eye to eye with your man? Like, you think about, like, you got on so with Graham Turner, Graham Taylor. Is it the first yeah. time your manager and Bob Robson? Well, you, you, don't, you don't see eye to eye. All you do is go on with your job. That's yeah. what you do. You go and be a job. If you if you want to pull the stops there for a manager, you pull it out for one of you, you get on with and like and that, didn't you? We did that for Mark McGee to an extent yeah. as we could. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, he he upset the upper car with a few players sometimes, and, the, and then once you get one inside, you get half a basket full, and then the half basket full because to the other side, you go on, who's playing? Oh, you're not playing for us no more. What are you doing? It's one of them. Yeah. But, uh, but he did a good job when he came in. He obviously yeah. he got as far as he could, and then Colin Lee took over. Yeah. yeah. Colin Lee was a bit more tactical. In your head, are you the kind of player who. You're, the manager's there talking tactics, but you must be thinking, just stick me on the pitch and I'll score. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't strike yeah, me that you're yeah. the kind of player who's yeah. interested in that. Because yeah. you, you play one way and it works. That's, but but that, I was one of these that uh, you didn't really need to tell much. All yeah. you need to do is go out there and do your job. What you got to do, do the channels, work, hold the ball up, lay it up. That's it. Midfielders, you've got to be told. You know, yeah. back four, you got to, I mean, you got to say, if you go, you follow him. We're just there to chase and rat and try and get the ball out and, and score goals. Did a manager ever change a game? Did it, like, any bit of advice really change the way you played? Uh, Graham Turner did the one time. Uh, we was playing Swansea at home and we was losing 2 0. 
And uh, I don't know what happened, whether it was a bit sluggish that day or whatever. I mean, uh, the gaffer come in, he, he, was, he, was, he was giving us a, you know, a ride talking to or whatever, and we all got our heads down listening, oh, man, oh, what's going on here? And Davey Barnes, Digger Barnes, who played for Aldershot, right back for us. And, uh, he looked up like this and smiled to everybody like that, and he got black tape in his teeth like this. And we all went... <laughs> oh, man, Graham too. He threw every single cup at everybody, honestly. Not everybody, over the heads or whatever. The teacups, and he says, you better get me a result now. And come out to Aldrew at the end. <laughs> it worked, it worked, it worked. Trust me, it worked. We had to do it, mate. We had to, I tell you. We had to, I thought, oh, man, don't cross him. That's the only time, that's the only time he more or less lost his temper. You then get to what, as the decade draws to the close, so does your kind of time at Wolves. Uh, end of the 99 season, you decide to call it after 13 years at the club. How did that feel? I was a bit gutted, to be fair. Uh, and Barry Holmes, a physio, who was there at the time, he gave me some good advice uh, because I'd had, although he had keyhole, and I think of you looking at my knees now, I probably had about 18 operations on all of them. You know, I mean, I've got two part knee replacements now, yeah. all the wear and tear or whatever. But he just said to me, see, if you carry on going, you'll be in a wheelchair. That's what he said to me. Oh, and I thought, well, why? I've, you've, got, you've done well to get me 13 years from the first day from 17. Yeah. <clears throat> now you've done well to get that out of me. So I think I, I, th- I thought, now nah, that's enough. I didn't want to. I didn't yeah. want to because I wanted. To, I thought I'll get myself fit. Ah, it'll take me four months. Then I'll play about three games. And then I'll go out again. I thought I, I can't. You can't kid yourself. You can't. Yeah. I just thought, now stop it, Steve. Now stop it. You know yeah. what I mean? And also we have got that young lad coming through called um, Robbie Keane. <laughs> so he was, pla- was a good replacement. So I thought, go on, Keane, oh, you carry on with it now, man. Robbie Keane, he's a real one club man as well, <laughs> isn't he? Oh, yeah, well, he shows, re- <laughs> shows real loyalty <laughs> to us. <laughs> How did it feel, Parry, when when you start when Wolves suddenly didn't have Steve Bull up front? It, I mean, it was really odd because obviously it's part of growing up watching Wolves is watching Bully score goals. Mm-hmm. And it was, you, I think that was one, one of the th- things that. It was incredible. Was you were still scoring goals when you went? So well, yeah, towards, it was yeah. never like yeah. you, it, it never felt like oh he's lost it now or you were getting dropped. Yeah, you were still scoring the season you went, and it always felt like you were going to get us goals. But I couldn't play the consistency of games. You know what I mean? The wear and tear yeah, was yeah, taking yeah. his toll. I'm thinking, you kid yourself. If you kid yourself, you'll just keep taking the club for money. The fans will say, oh yeah, if you're today, you're going to be here today. You're going to be. You put their hopes on high as well. You know what I mean? So I thought, well, I've got to stop it. I've got to stop it. And say, when you scored your last goal, did you in your head? Did you think that's that might? Be no, you goal? never think that, dear, because no. you think you scored again next time. <laughs> yeah, and what yeah, happened? Yeah. What happened? What happened? What happened? You know what I mean? But, uh, you know what I mean? It's three hundred and six. I oh, know. Who would have thought that? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's absolutely scary. You know what I mean? And, uh, the last one, I'm sure, it come off me at all. I did because somebody crossed the ball. I dived like that on the floor. He took me here. The keeper come this round. The ball went in the bottom corner. Yeah, another one there. Yeah. What are your favourite memories of watching Steve Ball, Tom? Um, I mean, I can remember the goal you scored against Villa in the cup where Nigel Spinks came out and like you beat him to the ball and the ball goes in and you were knocked out on the ground. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the old stand. The old stand that was. Yeah. And uh, Spinks, he was he was a big old. Think he was when he and also, but, uh, yeah, and but that, I just run up and yeah, I just throw the it. ball in the middle of the air and I just run up like that. I went like I went bang and as I I the ball that he hit me right in the temple here, bang, oh. smack, I was low on the floor right, and the dock the, 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 these days, man, the doc come out of us, went to tap you around the face, sit you up, he goes, you're Steve, I said, oh yeah, I'm fine, doc, I said, did you score? Went, yeah, he's good, yeah, he says, what's that? I went, ah, what's that? Jesus Christ, I said, smell it, yeah, yeah, go on then, carry on then. 
Come on, cheers, dog. That's all he was. That's I it. remember that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and also uh, scoring the last minute win against Birmingham when we were 2 1 down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, um, that's one that puts hairs on the back of my neck. That's uh, one that puts, yeah, you know, when somebody right. says, what's one of these goals that stands in your mind? And uh, Barry Fry, don't talk to me no more. <laughs> he calls me all the names, and I can't yeah. say what he says on the microphone. I he calls me. Now I think uh, we, we was I think we was one nil down. Uh, they went one each, and Kevin Francis he swung at this ball in the box there. He missed it altogether, and they give a penalty. Yeah. And what are you doing? Scored the penalty two one up on that with this about eighty eight minutes to go on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I think it was was it Tomo? Uh, Tomo scored the penalty. Tomo was a penalty. Well, we had a penalty in about yeah. ninety second minute. Whatever. Though we've got a draw. Yes, boom. <laughs> Well, that kicked off, they kicked off, they give us all back within within one minute, mate. Simon Osborne got the ball in the park, he lobbed it over the top. I've got Michael Johnson next to me on the side. I'm running with him like this, and I'm coming towards the 18 yard box, this corner, and the goal's here. I'm coming here, so, and the ball's there. I went, I lied on my side, I eat it like that, and he shot oh. right in the bottom corner of the net, and all the blue noses in, in the bottom of my stand. <laughs> my stand. <laughs> 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 and I just went it went right all the way along. Give me arm, give me all eyes, boom, all the way along, met and it puts hairs in the back of my neck. Touchdown, there was no nothing wrong with that. On those balls, people might yet win it here for Wolves, blasting the shot. What a goal! It's amazing kind of the bond you have with the Wolves fans, and you just couldn't have that today with a player. Well, it just doesn't I mean like there is a special atmosphere around the Molyneux at the moment. And yeah, I feel like yeah. the connection between... And I'm sure a lot of sports feel this way, but the Molyneux is right in the centre of the town, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's right yeah. next to all the houses, and it's like the the, the link between the club and, and, and the town is so close. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And yeah. to have someone who dedicated their whole career... I think that was the big thing, was the loyalty of it. was like everyone knew you could have gone yeah, and yeah, you chose yeah. not to. Yeah, yeah. That... You know, no one forgets that. It's just that. the fans as well. It's like it's like like Newcastle and Burnley, the old traditional fans, the proper yeah. workers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if they see work on the field, they appreciate it more. Yeah, and we're doing that at the moment. We had it back in '86 to '92. All of a sudden, it come off a bit. Then the certain playboys come in thinking they're better and bigger, better than the club, and didn't play with a heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's got it back to that, and he it's yeah. as old like him. Good to Molly there with a smiley face, even if you lose one nil. You still come back with a smiley face because you know they've given 100%. That's what yeah. it's about. That's what yeah. the club's about, isn't it? Yeah. And the city's kind of looked after. You got an MBE in 99, but in September 2018, you were made a freeman of the city of Wolverhampton, which I think means you can graze your sheep in the middle of town. Is that right? <laughs> I, can, I can walk a sheep through the town, yes. Uh, <laughs> I know you shouldn't, but I can carry a knife as well. <laughs> and I think the other one is I can, I can cause drunken disorderly in the town and, uh, I, and I can ring the police up and they take me home. <laughs> <laughs> you still live in Wolverhampton. Can you I sum do. up why yes. you love Wolverhampton? The, like I've just said before, the people. And uh, it's just the place itself. It's it's weird. It's like whether you're Chelsea, Tottenham, or you're brought up with something and it, it's just stuck. It's just inside. I mean, you cut me through. It's like Black yeah. Bull Rock, Golden Black, you know what I mean? It's one of them where you cut open, you know what I mean? But it's it's just a great place to be. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a, 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 I know we've had massive ups and downs, but we've come yeah. through that now. We've come through the clouds now. and I mean, fingers crossed, we're just going to go straight now and a bit further up. And how does it feel knowing you're going to have that, not only for the rest of your life, but long after you're gone, <laughs> there's a monument there in the middle of town to you. How does that feel? Yeah, there is, yeah. I think the next the next show's a statue, eh? It is, it's got to be. It's got to be. It can't be, it can't be. So get me one like Ronaldo, it is. With his... <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird walking yeah. around there and being part of it. And It's like my second house. Walls yeah. is like my second house, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I can walk wherever I want, I can park wherever I want, I 
I'm going to anywhere. Whatever. I'm very, very lucky. Very, yeah. very lucky, seriously. What, Tom, what does Steve Bull mean to Wolverhampton? Well, I mean, I, yeah, that's what I love about the man. I mean, like, it's testament to you because you still say, oh, I'm very lucky, but you're not. You, you earned every bit of it, you know, and you worked so hard. You gave, your, you gave your whole career to the club and you gave your whole career to the fans and it, it changed, our, changed the club's life. And, and, and it already, when you started the interview, you said, fortunately, we had a great team and it turned it around, but you scored 100 goals in two seasons and it's like we were on the verge of slipping out of the Football League and we could have stopped existing yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's not often a club can put their finger on one player and say the reason we're still here is because of that yeah, man yeah. Uh, and we can say that to yeah. you and it's like the, the debt of grat- like we'll never be able to pay that back <laughs> do you know what I mean it's, no. it's why we still yeah, sing songs give me a point at the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the least we, pay pay, we could have paid for your train ticket <laughs> at the very least <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> well we ask we've got a last question we ask all of our guests and we're going to ask it to you if you could press a button and go back in time to let's say November 1986 when you signed for Wolves and do it all again would you like to relive it all day long all day long you know I mean the highs the lows the good the bad everything through snow rain sunshine everything I wouldn't change a single thing what I've done I would not change a single thing I know people say nowadays it's all about money and money and money I'm very lucky I, I earned enough to keep me till I, till I'm, till I die you know I'm very 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 lucky I'm not massively rich not poor but I earned enough you know what I mean so I'm okay nowadays it's 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 all about money isn't it? yeah it's got to be about the heart on the field and, and you've got to be there you know what I mean it's got to be that's the way I am you can't change the way you are well, I think you should have gone Barcelona personally. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's brilliant. That's what he's brilliant. <laughs> Steve Ball, Tom Parry, thank you very much. Kubik, a little slow. And here's Ball. Oh, well struck. It's 1-1. That was Tom Parry and Steve Ball. Genuinely, um... That was amazing. Do you want an added bit of info about that? Yeah. So we had to move it 20 minutes late, luckily, because otherwise Steve would have an hour late, right? And the reason was Tom Parry texted me before and he was like, I've got a medical appointment. And then when he got there, it turned out, just before he was about to be surprised with Steve Bull, he's all time here, right? He'd just been for a scan and to find out that he's going to become a father for the first time. What a day. What a day! What a day for some! What a day! <laughs> You think that's good, Tom? <laughs> think we can beat it? Yeah. This isn't going to ruin your life in nine months. Um, I love that interview. Yeah, it was wonderful, wasn't it? I really, really like Steve Ball. Very trim. Yeah. Great shape. He looks He's fantastic. in great shape. Yeah. He's got a real touch of the Huckabees about his yeah. shape. Do you know what? Like, I always thought Steve Ball was a very serious character. I'd like, he was such a great laugh. When someone's nickname is Bully, you don't think they're going to be like a vuncular kind of gregarious... Yeah, I thought he was a really nice bloke. Really interesting. It is... The Steve Ball story is arguably of all the ones we covered. It's the maddest. It's the most Roy of the Rovers story of anyone in the 90s, I think. I don't yeah. think there's anyone who's got as good a story as that. He's got no. 50 goals in a season back-to-back. Yeah. 100 goals in two seasons. It's mad. Yeah. It's absolutely mad. It's absolutely... And it's the way... Uh, Parry's speech at the end about what Steve Ball did for that club is one of the uh, twice this series I almost tear up. Yeah, I um, did. Yeah. The second time will surprise you more yeah. when we come to that episode. But um, genuinely, absolutely loved it. If you want to get in touch with uh, any uh, Steve Ball based pranks you've got, this is how. Get in touch with the show. 
Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Right, Michael, the quiz. Yeah, you know the deal by now. Each episode, Chris and Josh face off against each other in the game of starting 11. And in honour of Steeple, we are going to pick the famous England versus Czechoslovakia, where uh, Bully and Gascoigne basically cemented their place at Italia 90. I mean, I'd be amazed if you get any of the Czech players, but... Okay. Chris, would you like to go first? Yes. Well, Paul Gascoigne. Correct. The obvious one. Thomas Scaravi. <laughs> Correct. Oh, showboating. Absolute flair player right there. Uh, That's all I've got, though, on uh, checks. Because I mainly use my debit card these days. Am I right? Hang on. <laughs> a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> keeps it ticking over. <laughs> West Ham's... Uh, have I got an extra life here? Yeah. So West Ham's goalkeeper is Ludic McCloskey, who did go to Italia 9 Ah. I suspect... I don't think he played any games, so he probably was substitute. Would he? Would they have just played him, give him a run out of England? He's, he would have been in the area. I think I might know the goalie if it's not Ludic McCloskey. I mean, if you don't now pick McCloskey. Okay, Ludic McCloskey. Correct. Oh, oh wow! Uh, Paul Gascoigne. I've said before. Oh, uh, Steeple. <laughs> Correct. Gary Lineker, is he getting a game? That's a good guess, isn't it? Correct. Peter Shelton? Correct. He's not going to let that cap bypass, uh, is he? <laughs> Who else is... I mean, Des Walker? Correct. Beard? Oh, no, whoa, 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 See, Bull was playing. Stuart Psycho Pierce? Correct. Um, Platy? Incorrect. Oh. Gary Stevens? Yeah, is that it? Uh, well, that's not a good sound, is it? Well, there is a Steven, but it's Steven from Rangers, so I presume it's Trevor Stevens. They've both played for Rangers, but it's Gary Stevens. Then incorrect. <laughs> and also, my next guess was Trevor Stevens. My go. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't know if this is a false memory, but did Mark Wright play? I feel like Mark Wright would have played. He did not. Oh, oh game out. Oh, no, I need this to win, don't I? Need I? To win. Paul Parker? Incorrect. Oh, my God. It's a disastrous so game. So, we're in a shootout. Okay, sudden death. Um, Terry Butcher? I was going to say Terry Correct. Butcher. Correct. Oh, flip it. Should have been Should have been braver. Brian Robson? Yeah, that's a good one. Correct. Oh, oh. Chris Hoddle. Oh. Incorrect. Oh no! Skull for the win. Oh my god, the pressure. Uh, what have we got left? So it's not been a left. classic, even though it has been a classic in a way. <laughs> the energy in the room hasn't yeah. been that. Yeah, I felt that. But I'm hoping. Um, it's like this like... will be able to confirm this. I'm hoping Michael's really chopped this down in the edit to make it reveal really a sharp quiz. It's like a, I'm telling you, in the room, it's absolutely dead as a toaster. It's like a pre-season friendly. It's like a Masters game of football. You can tell at one time there was quality there. But there isn't the intensity that there once was. Um, should we just name, should we just fire names at you until one of us gets it Steve right? Steve Nichol. 
keep going. He's Scottish. Oh, do I, do I mean Steve, Steve Hodge? <laughs> Steve Hodge, yes. Oh! <laughs> yes! I think I meant Also, you know when Steve I admit the game's fun to watch, but the quality's so poor that even the, even the winning goal was down to an error. Yeah. Can we play out with the theme to Bullseye? That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with the voice of ITV, Clive Tildesley. Until then, a Robbie Slater. See you later. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.